Greetings, my fellow free and sovereign thinkers. Thank you for tuning in to LO3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Friday, January 14th, 2022. This is episode 1474, entitled The Arrest of Stuart Rhodes and Abolish the Watchmen. Before I proceed, you can listen to me on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, J.O. Sovereign, Anchor, Breaker, Podbean, Reason, Radio Republic, Radio Public. I would say Radio Republic. I don't know why, but Radio Public and Stitcher. Hit that like button and share it everywhere, plus on my multiple social media sites. Just type in Looky Luck number three or Roman numeral three, the three eyes. In addition, you can find me on Telegram. Just type in Looky Luck. Roman numeral three podcast. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash slash Loki Luck number three. Got a little tongue tie there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so, um, it's like, um, some people still got mixed views what happened with the Supreme Court decision. Like I did say, it's an opinion. I know people are going to utilize it. But the fact is this decentralization is the key. Nothing, don't get mad, get inspired. Remember one thing, my friends, a little rebellion now and then is good, what Thomas Jefferson once said many, many years ago. But um, as one got my attention, I found this out last night, so I had to like look into this. And um, it just really dawns on me, even with all the people that hate this man, they all say, good, get him, get him. They claim to be Christians, like the Christian left social media sites and so forth. It's not more than blasphemy, you know? Like, those individuals are like, Lord, I will bend over to police state in Jesus' name. Amen. If they say, walk, if they say, on the ground, lift the bridge, go, yes, master, in the name of Jesus. Pretty blasphemous, would you say, right? Something, something to look at. So, um, you always got these haters out there with their Ku Klux Klan attributes, Nazi emulations, communists, doesn't matter, technocratic hacks. You know what? If you tell them that directly, Steam comes out of your ears, it gets so sensitive. But hey, the truth really hurts. Like I said before, Stuart Rhodes is presumed innocent until proven guilty without reasonable doubt in the court of law. So let's just read, I'm going to read what um, the Justice Department has to say about this. I will even read some of the newspapers, they're pretty hysterical. So this is what. Um, they have to say here, and it came out yesterday, leader of Oath Keepers and 10 other individual, individuals indicted in federal court for seditious conspiracy and other offenses related to the U.S. Capitol breach. Seditious. But if, if, you, if, you, if, they, if they do things tyrannical, that's patriotic. It's exceptional. Remember, when the feds know best, it turns to crap. So let's just see what they have to say here. Eight others facing charges in two related cases. A federal grand jury in the District of Columbia returned an indictment yesterday, which was unsealed today. Eleven charges defendants were seditious, conspiracy, and other charges for crimes related to the breach of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, which disrupted a joint session of the U.S. Congress that was in the process of ascertaining and counting the electoral votes related to the presidential election. According to um, U.S. uh, court documents, Elmer Stewart Rhodes III, 56, of Granbury, Texas, who was founder and leader of the Oath Keepers, and Edward Vieo, 63, 
of Phoenix, Arizona are being charged for the first time in connection with the events leading up to and including January 6th. Rose was arrested this morning in Little Elm, Texas, and Vallejo was arrested this morning in Phoenix. And it's funny because I remember the same dimwits were saying, if I'm correct, but just the part, I, have to look, I should have looked this up before I came on. They said the same thing about John Schaefer, the founder, member of Oath Keepers, which is totally irrelevant. So um, I'm going to continue on here. In addition to Rose and v- 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 Vallejo, whose name in the indictments include, included nine previously charged, charged defendants, Thomas Caldwell, 67, of Berryville, Virginia, Joseph Hackett, 51, of Sarasota, Florida, Kenneth Harrelson, 41, of Titusville, Florida, Joshua James, of Arab, Alabama, Kelly Meg, 52, of Dunnellan, Florida, Roberto Menuda, 37, of Prosper, Texas, David Morch- Mar- Marshall, 44 of Punta Gorda, Florida. Man, a lot of Floridians went up there, huh? Brian Orwick, 44 of Guyton, Georgia, and Jessica Watkins, 39 of Woodstock, Ohio. In addition to the earlier charges filed against them, they now face additional counts for seditious conspiracy and other offenses. Eight other individuals affiliated with the Oath Keepers, all previously charged in the investigation, remained as Defendants in two related cases. All defendants except Rhodes and Vallejo were previously were charged in a uh, superseding indictment. The superseding indictment has now effectively been split into three parts. The 11 defendants seditious conspiracy case, a 7 defendant original case, a third case against one of the previously charged defendants. In one of the related charges, the original super, um, superseding indictment charges... Wow, well, good grief. Remain pending against James Beeks, 49 of Orlando. So it's pending. It's like, he hasn't got arrested, but it's pending, you know? Okay, Beeks of Orlando, Florida. Donald, Donovan Crawl, 51 of Cable, Ohio. William Isaacs, 22 of Kissimmee, Florida. Connie Meg, 60 of Dunnellan, Florida. Sandra Parker, 63 of Morrow, Ohio. Bernie Parker, 71 of Merrill, Ohio, and Laura Steele of Thomasville, North Carolina. The other case charges Jonathan Walden, 57, of Birmingham, Alabama. The three indictments collectively charge all 19 defendants with corruptly obstructing an official proceeding. 18 of the 19 defendants, the exception is Walden, are charged with conspiring to prevent an officer of the United States from discharging a duty. 11 and 19 of the defendants are charged with the seditious conspiracy. Some of the defendants are also facing other related charges. As, the, as alleged in the indictment, the Oath Keepers are a large but loosely organized collection of individuals, some of whom are associated with militias. Though the Oath Keepers will accept anyone as members, they explicitly focus on recruiting current and former military law enforcement and first responder personnel. Members and affiliates of the Oath Keepers were among the individuals and groups who forcibly entered the Capitol on January 6th. So, so that's the claim right now, okay? So, so I'll continue on here. I, but basically, basically, I see, basically, what I've seen on the video, it wasn't forced in. <laughs> A lot of video shots like, come on now, come on in. 
by the Capitol Police themselves. So right now there's so many holes in this case already. So I'm going to continue on here. Um, let's see here. Ba -ba -ba. Make up a C. Okay. This is just conspiracy indictment alleges that following the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election, Rhodes conspired with his co-defendants and others to oppose by force the execution of the laws governing the transfer of presidential power by January 20th, um, 2021. Beginning late December 2020 via encrypted and private communications applications, Rhodes and various conspirators coordinated and planned to travel to Washington, D.C. on or around January 6, 2021, the date of the certification of the Electoral College vote. The indictment alleges Rhodes and several conspirators made plans to bring weapons to the area to support the operation. So, so they, they can't care to defend themselves, but they're bringing weapons. Woo! Well, they're really nothing there. What, bear spray and all that? Okay, I'll continue on. So, I'm, I'm going to continue on here. And, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, sorry about that. Plan uh, January 6, 2021. Certification Electoral College. Bring weapons to the area to support the operation. The co-conspirators then traveled across the country to the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area early January 2021. According to the seditious conspiracy indictment, defendants conspired through a variety of manners and means, including organizing into teams that were prepared and willing to use force and to transport farms and ammunition to, into Washington, D.C. Uh, recruiting members and affiliates to participate in the conspiracy, organized trainings to teach and learn paramilitary combat tactics, bringing and contributing paramilitary gear, weapons, and supplies, including knives, batons, camouflage combat uniforms, tactical vests with plates, helmets, eye protection, and radio equipment to the Capitol grounds. Reaching and attempting to take control of the Capitol grounds and delay the certification of the Electoral College vote using force against law enforcement officers while inside the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Continue the plot after the January 6, 2021 to oppose by force the lawful transfer of presidential power and using websites, social media, text messaging, and encrypted messaging applications to communicate with co-conspirators and others. So walking in, taking selfies with with the D.C. police, Capitol Police to be exact, that's considered by force. <laughs> Man, this is like total drama based what I examined, my friend. So I will carry on here. On January 6, 2021, a large crowd began to gather outside the Capitol perimeter as a joint session of Congress got underway at 1 p.m. Crowd members eventually forced their way through up and over U.S. Capitol barricades and advanced to the building's exterior um, facade, which, you know, some, some of the barricades are like bicycle racks is open them. Yeah, come on in. Don't be shy. So shortly after 2 p.m., crowd members forced entry into the Capitol building breaking, by breaking windows, ramming open doors, and assaulting Capitol Police and other law enforcement officers. About this time, according to the indictment, roads entered the restricted area of the Capitol grounds and directed his followers to meet him at the Capitol. Uh, approximately 2.30 p.m., as detailed in the indictment, Hackett, Harrelson, Meggs, Marshall, and Watkins, and other Oath Keep 
keepers and affiliates. Many wearing parliamentary clothing and patches with Oath Keeper's name, logo, and insignia. March into the stack formation up to the east steps of the Capitol, joined a mob, and made their way into the Capitol. Later, another group of Oath Keepers and associates, including James, Minu um, Minuta, and Ulrich, formed a second stack and breached the Capitol grounds, marching from the west side to the east side of the Capitol building and up the east stairs into the building. While certain Oath Keepers, Keepers members and affiliates breached the Capitol grounds, and building others remain stationed just outside of the city and in quick reaction of force. QFR teams, according to the indictment, the QFR teams were prepared to rapidly transport firearms and other weapons into Washington, D.C. in support of operations aimed at using force to stop the lawful transfer of presidential power. The indictment alleged, alleges that the team were coordinated in part by Caldwell and Vallejo. The charge of the seditious conspiracy carries a uh, statutory maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. A federal district judge will determine any sentence after considering the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. The case is being present by the U.S. Attorney's Office and for the District of Columbia and the Department of Justice, National Security Divisions, and counter, counter, Counterterrorism Section. Valuable assistance was provided by U.S. Attorney's Office in the Northern District of Texas and District of Arizona. The case is being investigated by the FBI's Washington Field Office, but valuable assistance provided by the FBI's Dallas and Phoenix Field Offices. These charges, the, the, the charges are the result of significant cooperation between agents and staff, numerous FBI field offices, including those in Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, Texas, Arizona, Alabama, and Georgia, among other locations. In the one year since January 6th, more than 725 individuals have been arrested in, er in nearly all 50 states for crimes related to the breach of the U.S. Capitol, including over 225 individuals charged with assaulting or impeding law, law enforcement officers. The investigation remains ongoing. Anyone with tips can call 1-800-CALL-FBI or visit tipsfbi.gov. We should send them videos when all those um, D.C. police were letting people in. Yeah, they're being investigated too? <laughs> wow, so far, so very dramatic indeed. And it was funny because um, I was actually take, finally taking the initiative. I was watching this one video from a Critical Disclosure Radio. They did, a, they did an interview with um, Stuart Rhodes founder of Oath Keepers, about, um, I think it happened on the 11th, yeah, three days ago. And it was very good because um, what Mr. Rhodes did, he reviewed, I took down notes that he believed Trump, Trump, Trump abandoned his supporters. He denied, he denied on being a federal agent, okay? He did everything by the book, by the law. Remember, he's a lawyer too, so. And he accused uh, Pete Santilli on, um, for defamation of character, because he tried to he tried to use them against, um, if I'm correct, if I remember the Bundy Ranch the ordeal too, he called them out. I remember listening to that as well, so I have to attest to it. It's all been documented, and of course, U.S. DOJ subpoenaed Rhodes for the J6 protest, which they called an insurrection, which is nothing more than a monumental lie. I did a show on that, by the way, a few days ago after January 6th, around January 6th. Did you check it out? And um, says so here, of course, DOJ was after him for 10 years. He claimed. Agents and plants are involved in this um, matter, and uh, Oath Keeper medics went in after 
Babbitt got shot, and they found they found out a person, uh, a participant got shot. That's the reason why they went in. Okay, so how's that? It's force. That's that's like pretty um pretty messed up, right? And of course, um, of course, Oath Keepers did terminate people for being FBI informants, agents, provocateurs. He agrees on possible land invasion by the CCP by using the COVID shots to weaken our military and or have them actually leave. So it'd be easier for China, communist China, to take over the land because they use it for farming purposes. All right, so that is an interesting thing. Which um, with the first, I guess guys, unfortunately, the guys um host of this uh of the show. He's, he did a good job. I gotta say that he did really good. And um, and of course, he wrote supports on preserving our constitutional republic. He's and plus endorses the cause instead of the person like. This hero worship, but remember, Stuart Rhodes did support Ron Paul, and everyone looking looking after one man, which I agree. You don't go for the person; you go for the principle, the cause. And a lot of people did like got lack of day school and go, and, and they went bellied up, but others are still pursued. So, and, um, and of course, um, Trump was forced to nominate Pence as a re report on that for to be vice president because we they say he was he was a state. Pence and stake in the grass. This is not the first time because it happened even with Ronald Reagan when the, when um, when the GOP says in, um, your running mate's going to be George Herbert Walker Bush we're going to nominate you. And the same thing occurred with John F. Kennedy with Lyndon B. Johnson. Alright, so I could I could tell you those things. So all, of, all the Reagan haters, the ones that know for a fact Reagan was just a patsy who was controlling the shots after the first hundred days. Of course, election fraud was obvious because it, it did compromise and opposing Article 1s and 2s of the U.S. Constitution, including federal and state laws. Was uh, The election was completely invalid, regardless who won. Okay, when you, when you do these whole ballots, okay, even some of the states violate their own laws to do get ballots for everything. It's, it's, it's void with no force. So the whole election is illegal according to him. And I have to agree, because I did a little homework on here too, and I did study some of the curfews for the, the for the elections to end, and some people still pursued it as going at a certain time. So um, there's a lot of um, a lot of discrepancies. So he has merit on that. And of course, they made COVID-19 as an excuse. His solution, and I agree with him, is to act, be actively politically active on a local level. Think and act locally. And um, Brian McCallan, my Brian McCallan, McCallan um, will agree with that. And of course, he talked about the, we talk, they talk about the Bundy Ranch in 2014, a militia movement arise after the Waco massacre and ended standoff. Laughable free speech done by the feds. Of course, constitutional sheriffs is vital as number one. They have the same authority by oath. Sheriffs are elected by the people. The sheriff's top dog of his county can stop all tyrannical and unconstitutional practice from the local government and up. Totalitarian cancer is globally, is, uh, is global, including depopulation, the ally, the jabs. Sheriffs can have his uh, posses or militias, and people should organize while being self-contained. So don't just wait, just get organized, then if you've got to contact your sheriff, do it. You've got to have like relationships with our own community, which is which I agree with. And of course, they talked about Epps. He didn't really have. He's just he's a suspicious character. He's not making make any judgment calls on it. And he and he. And he I do agree that J Six 
was done by design and opposition benefited from it. Zero responses on trespassing by the Capitol Police. They never said you're trespassing, you gotta go. They never said that. And of course the protesters went into a trap and detainees are being conscripted to plead guilty. Larry Wotan report found the Bundy's done nothing wrong. Rhodes isn't a fed and or white supremacist. In my view, it was a great interview. And based on this information from this video, I tell you this, Stuart Rhodes did nothing wrong. He's a lawyer. So he the, the feds, they better back up their claims and make sure anyone, any witnesses that will represent the their, their side, the prosecution team, ha have they better be fully credible. If not, I'm expecting him to rip them into shreds if he plays his cards right, which I know he is not a stupid man. And just to let you folks know, he's, he's Mexican descent as well. So, Stuart Rose is Mexican descent, so he's part Spanish himself. So, don't, don't, don't get rid of that buzzword hypnotism, you know. So, um, it's just one of those things you got to really look at. So, I am going to put that um, that show on as one of my footnotes. It's on brightcan.com, so it's pretty cool. And um, good channel if you if if you want to download stuff, pro free speech. You're not gonna get censored like you do on YouTube. As long as you don't do anything egregious, you know, I would say, you know, um, murder and, and snuff and child molestation, porn. That's you know, that's on his site. So he has his own rules, but overall, it's a great place to check out. So um, I would suggest everyone to go there. And speaking of the FBI, there's a nice little report. This is by Jobstack.com. Jose Albert Nino wrote this. Came out today. Abolish the Watchmen. The case for scrapping the FBI. They used to say it was a vile democracy to question authority. The state's suspect of concentration power. However, generation after generation, American people have just not have not just stopped questioning those in power. But now some people are, are willingly defending the same institutions that work against their own individual interest. Intelligence and law enforcement agencies such as the CIA and FBI are treated as sacroscat by worshippers of the state. It isn't an overwhelming majority spouting off the state's talking points, thank God. A new poll from Ramesson shows that some segments of the population are increasingly losing their trust in these institutions. According to Ramesson, a new national telephone and online survey by Ramesson reports found that 46% of likely U.S. voters have favorable impression of the FBI, including 15% have a favorable view of the agency. That's down from May 2020 when 60% had a favorable impression of the FBI. 47% now view the FBI unfavorably, including 26% who have an unfavorable impression. Among conservatives and center-left independents, the Thrashel Mueller investigation was a canary in the coal mine that was all not right in our agencies. The sham Russiagate investigation dispelled any wrong-headed notion that federal law enforcement behaves in an objective manner. The establishment of the FBI was already a threat since its inception was already a sign of further growing centralization of law enforcement across the country. 
These terrible entities are now being exposed for what they have always been, domestic threats against regular law-abiding citizens that infringe on civil liberties and harass law-abiding citizens. From the stalking of MLK in the 60s to the undermine of President Trump, one must ask how many actual criminals the FBI alone has brought to justice lately. And this is a then there's a video here too by Denish um, DeSalza podcast episode 81 came out like eight months ago May 3rd of uh, last year abolish the FBI. I remember I suggest people to check that out. The populace right now knowing the truth should work to campaign with all civil libertarians against these organizations and call for their immediate defunding and eventual abolishment. Conservatives should follow the call of America First pro-liberty thinkers such as Dennis DeSalza to abolish the corrupt FBI and continue to discredit it as much as possible. And I have to agree because based on the history even when J. Edgar Hoover got involved, he actually brought in eight, had agents go to Berlin under the realm of the Third Reich on how they collect information on people. He utilized that to be in power for 42 years. At the, I say around that elite, over 40 plus years. Who's, in, who's, who's, been in, who's been in power that long right now? Anthony Fauci. Think about that. People call him the J. Edgar Hoover of public health. The arrogance of these individuals need to be taken in. That's sedition. The FBI had seditious motives. And if you study what they have been doing, not just with the J6, even the harassing members of the Black Panther Party, Shot one guy. I've got the guy's name top of my head. It's Thompson, like his name is. Shot him in cold blood because he was making waves, getting people to think, teaching them to be self-reliant. They didn't like that. They want, they want divide and conquer. There's a lot of strong accusations too, like they're leaving automatic weapons in these um, caskets or freights, dropping off in alleys in Chicago. There's a video on that a while back. Former gang members, well, former gang member talked about that one time. I have to look that up. I mean, it should be a bright town too. So, uh, my solution is this: I say get rid of the damn thing, demolish that building, and let's end the J. O. Edgar Hoover legacy once and for all. And the funniest thing, when I hear groups members like Antifa, for an example, calling people Nazis and fascists. How come I don't see him protesting in front of the J. Edgar Hoover building? Because remember, Hoover was a Nazi sympathizer. Let that sink in. My solution, get the good agents that are highly credible, honorable, and transfer them to the U.S. Marshals. I'm not the only one who will attest to that. It's time to get rid of them once and for all. Prove me wrong, folks, if you dare. I would love to hear your rhetoric. And that will be it. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share this throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, if you said something that's interesting, check out whatever you do, please send your correspondence to the corner. 
Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes of these articles on my speaker page. In addition, if you want to contact me, you can go to LokiLuckNumber03 at Pro10Mail.com. If you want to donate, you can hit me at PayPal.me or Cash.app forward slash LokiLuckNumber3. And support Nino. Support support, um, support the man from um, Disclosure Radio. It's called, oh, like, Critical Disclosure Radio. Yeah, check it out. They're from the Northwest regions, too. So he's based out of Montana. Um, all the information is there on our Brighton account, so check it out. We greatly appreciate it. Tell them, look, you like the third sent you. Once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.